Hello, you're listening to a podcast from Radio Maria, a Christian voice in your home. Radio Maria is a 24-7 Catholic radio station broadcasting online via our app, Radio Maria Play, and on DAB in an increasing number of areas. You can follow us on social media. And if you enjoy this program, please do click like and subscribe to us on your podcast provider. Radio Maria relies entirely upon listener donations. We have no other sources of funding, so please do consider supporting us with a monthly or one-off donation so that we can continue to keep providing great programming free at the point of access. To donate or find out more, visit us at radiomariaengland.uk. Hello, you are listening to Radio Maria, and this is Father Toby with your word for today on the feast of uh, St. John Fisher, the Bishop, and St. Thomas More. And we begin today with the uh, gospel um, from today's Mass. Jesus said to his disciples, Take care that no one deceives you, because many will come using my name and saying, I am the Christ, and they will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Do not be alarmed, for this is something that must happen, but the end will not be yet. For nation will fight against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes here and there. All this is only the beginning of the birth pangs. Then they will hand you over to be tortured and put to death and you will be hated by all the nations on account of my name. And then many will fall away. Men will betray one another and hate one another. Many false prophets will arise. They will deceive many, and with the increase of lawlessness, love in most men will grow cold. But the man who stands firm to the end will be saved. I was recently speaking to someone in public life who has been brave and prepared to defend the truth even when strong, vo strong forces want to silence voices such as hers and to scare others into thinking that there are very real punishments to be borne for uttering modern-day heresies. One of the things that she said is that when you say such things, you get hammered in the media, but actually on the street people thank you for having said what is patently true. We also had Katie Faust on the radio yesterday speaking about her radical idea, well, radical in terms of contemporary discussions about sex and the family, not so radical in terms of the truth, saying that the rights of the child ought to be put first. And she spoke of all the heat that she has taken as a result. And she also said that she was not the sort of person who enjoys this sort of situation. There are types who do just enjoy being outspoken. But we live in times where it cannot be left to just them to speak. 
it's okay to enjoy being outspoken as long as your main motivation is speaking truth. It's also okay not to enjoy it, but the truth must always motivate you more than your public standing. As Katie said, fear God more than you fear the loss of reputation. There have been different sorts of martyrs in the life of the church. One of the most famous martyrs is St. Ignatius of Antioch. I used to sit beneath his relic and picture in the church of San Clemente in Rome. And we have a letter he wrote on the way to his martyrdom. And it includes a plea to its readers not to try and save him. St. Ignatius writes as follows. I write to the churches and impress on them all that I shall willingly die for God unless you hinder me. I beseech of you not to show an unseasonable goodwill towards me. Allow me to become food for the wild beasts, through whose instrumentality it will be granted me to attain God. I am the wheat of God, and let me be ground by the teeth of wild beasts, that I may be found the pure bread of Christ." Rather entice the wild beasts that they may become my tomb and may leave nothing of my body, so that when I have fallen asleep in death, I may be no trouble to anyone. Then shall I truly be a disciple of Christ when the world shall not see so much as my body. Perhaps you hear those words and it resonates with you. It certainly doesn't for me. I would be writing to you with all sorts of ingenious plans for how you could come and save me. I don't want to be martyred. St. Thomas More, one of the two great English martyr saints whose feast we celebrate today, was not like St. Ignatius. He didn't go looking for martyrdom. Erasmus, the great scholar of that period, gives us a picture of More at the time. He said, in serious matters, no man's advice is more prized, while if the king wishes to recreate himself, no man's conversation is happier. Often there are deep and intricate matters that demand a grave and prudent judge. More unravels them in such a way that he satisfies both sides. More was no controversialist. He didn't go looking for battles, and he didn't want to be a martyr but he was unwilling to compromise his faith. He was willing to be a martyr if truth were the alternative cost. That latter has to be true of us. If you will not die for truth, then you are willing to live a lie. And when we become willing to live a lie, then life loses any real orientation, any real meaning. It simply becomes a futile battle to experience pleasure and to exist for as long as possible, which you will eventually lose. At around the time Henry's marriage to Catherine of Aragon had become controversial, more after much study of church authorities had become convinced of its validity. But as a layman, he had been allowed to refrain from taking sides publicly. When in March 1531 he reported to Parliament on the state of the case, he was asked for his opinion and refused to give it. In 1532 came the submission of the clergy, who were now forced to promise to make no new laws without the king's consent, and to submit the laws they had to a commission for revision. 
Later in the year, an act of parliament prohibited the payment of annats, or first year's income from church appointments to the Holy See. And at this point, Moore could no longer stand by in silence. To Henry's exasperation, he opposed the measure openly, and on the 16th of May, offered his resignation as Chancellor. This loss of the great office of state and its trappings reduced St Thomas More to comparative poverty. But gathering his family around him, he cheerfully explained the situation, adding, Then we may yet with bags and wallets go a-begging together, and hoping that for pity some good folk will give us their charity, at every man's door to sing Salve Regina, and so keep company and be merry together. And for the next eighteen months he lived very quietly, occupied with writing. He declined to attend the coronation of Anne Boleyn, though by the king's order three bishops wrote asking him to come, and even sent him the money to pay for the necessary robes. And this made me smile. More kept the money, but stayed at home, explaining to the bishops that his honour would not allow him to grant their request but that he accepted the money with gratitude and without scruple, since they were rich and he was poor. And over the period until his eventual imprisonment and execution, we see more not looking to stoke the hornet's nest of the king's pride, and yet the king's pride demanding that he be affirmed. More did not seek to provoke, but nor would he become complicit in a lie. He refused ever to utter words, he believed to be false. When I was speaking to this lady who I mentioned at the beginning of this reflection about why so few people speak out in public life, she said that many say, I will do it when I have a secure position. That's when I will speak. The problem is people always look to be a bit more secure, a bit more powerful, and they stay complicit in the lie and then eventually become part of the lie. Sometimes we can place too much stock in my being in a position of influence. It's okay for me to lie because I am so important that when I'm in the right place, then I will transform everything. That's not our calling as Christians. There are times to remain silent and times to speak. We have to exercise prudence in such things, but we can never become complicit in a lie. And the reality is that in any given situation, when we need to speak an unpopular truth, a million and one different reasons for staying silent, for not saying something, for affirming the other, a million and one different reasons will come into our head. And that's why we have to think about these issues removed from the pressure. We have to think about what is absolutely necessary. What is the hill which I would choose to die on? And then plan to be prepared to do that. One such hill which I would be prepared to die on is around pronouns. At one point I did not think these were very important. But then I started to realize that when somebody demands that I use their preferred pronouns. They are seeking to say that we can speak new realities into being by our words. That 
power does not belong to us as human beings. Jesus Christ, the Logos, is the creative word. It's Jesus Christ who speaks the world into being. And the job of us and our words is to reflect the truth that he spoke into being. We are not the masters of reality. Rather, we are to serve the one who is truth. Be prepared to die for the sake of the truth and study and learn about what is true. Let's now listen to that great hymn which celebrates the courage of so many who went before us and who were not prepared to give life to a lie and would rather die than utter falsehoods about Christ. Let's listen to Faith of Our Fathers.
This was a Radio Maria podcast. If you enjoyed it, do please click like and subscribe on your podcast provider or leave us a review. Every bit of feedback helps increase our visibility and allows us to reach more people with the message of Christ's saving truth. And if you don't already, you can listen to Radio Maria live either online or on DAB in selected regions of the UK. We'd love for you to call in live and be part of the conversation. See our website, radiomariaengland.uk, for more details and a full schedule of programmes. And do please consider making a donation so that we can keep making more programmes like this. We are completely dependent upon the generosity of our listeners.